They appeared to be travelling northwest, but all three of them knew that, while that was their heading, they were still drifting downwind and down sea to the southwest. The wind, while no longer the shrieking, malevolent force that had battered them for eight exhausting days and nights, was still blowing half a gale and seemed determined to prevent them making any progress toward their homeland. Do you think there's any chance that it might change? Hal asked Thorn. The old sea wolf was the most experienced sailor among them. He had seen wind and weather patterns all over their known world. But the problem was, they were no longer in their known world. The endless ocean was an unknown quantity, an enigma to them all. Wolfships had skirted its easternmost edge in times past but none had ventured as far into the vast, heaving grey mass as they had. Or at least, if any ship had, it hadn't returned to tell the tale. Thorn hesitated before answering. He wrinkled his nose and sniffed the air, peering into the northeast where the wind and waves originated. Frankly, he said at length, I have no idea. I don't know these waters, and I don't know the weather systems here. All I can say is, why should it change? It's been blowing from the northeast for eight days now. I can't see any sign that it might suddenly shift, and we'd need it to veer ninety degrees to do us any good. So for all we know, it could continue like this for another eight days, Hal said. Thorn shrugged. Why stop at eight? It could keep on like this for weeks. It's obviously a massive weather front that's driving it. Sorry I can't be more encouraging. Hal chewed an afraid fingernail, then glanced at Stig. How are the crew? he asked. In a situation like this, as Skrull, he had to remain a little aloof from the crew. He couldn't discuss things with them or share his thoughts. If he had to make hard and unpopular decisions, it was best if he maintained his distance. That way, his orders and his decisions wouldn't become a topic for debate and discussion. But Stig was able to stay closer to the crew and act as Hal's eyes and ears among them. Well, you know I cut the water ration again yesterday. We're down to two beakers a day. Hal frowned. He'd known that Stig was going to cut the ration again, but he hadn't known what the result would be. That's getting pretty meagre. How did they take it? They didn't like it, Stig said. Who would? But they can see why it's necessary. They're not children, after all. And if they complain to me, it helps get it all off their chests. Cursed if I know why it hasn't rained. Thorn put in, glaring at the low clouds still whipping overhead, driven by the wind. Orlog knows there's enough cloud up there for a deluge. Maybe it will, Hal said. His tone indicated how little chance he gave it of happening. Things never happen when you need them, he thought. But he didn't express the sentiment aloud. Quarter rations of water was a serious step. It was barely enough to sustain the crew. They had plenty of food, of course, but without water, 
Nobody felt like eating too much, and lack of water would affect them far sooner than lack of food. Even if the wind did shift, he said, after a few minutes' silence, it'd take us at least another eight days to get back to where we started. More, Stig pointed out. We'd be beating into the wind, zigzagging back and forth, and having to cover twice the distance we've come. So, maybe ten, twelve days? Hal said. Stig nodded agreement. At least. And we'll be out of water in three. Thorn was watching his young friend carefully. You've got something in mind? Hal took a deep breath, then committed himself. I'm thinking we should hoist the mainsail and head west.